so this week I've got um, uh, uh, somebody that I look up to in the mortgage industry that kind of has um, shown me a path or a trajectory that I can see myself traveling along as I advance in my career um, and looking forward to hearing his why because I think um, it's, it's something that I can learn from as well uh, in, in angling the the trajectory of where I'm going with my career. But before I do that introduction, as always, I have a very quick quote I want to share, <clears throat> excuse me, from Coach Rav. Um, George Rav had a, a great saying that says, live by design rather than by default. If you don't manage your life and your career, someone else will. Hmm. To live an extraordinary life, your definition of success must be your own. Great quote for today, just because uh, the, the person I'm about to introduce uh, embodies that success, right? And I know it's been a long, hard road, so I don't want to shorten how much work it's taken to get there. Um, but Bob Rankin is here with me. Bob is a fellow employee of Fairway Mortgage. Um, Bob is out in the Washington market, right, Bob? Yeah. Yep. Seattle market. How many, excellent. And in Seattle, how many people are you overseeing right now? Uh, we've got uh, a little over 60 employees. Got it. And so tell me a little bit about, well, all right, I'm not going to get into that yet. Let's first, let's dive right in and, and tell me your why, and then I'll double back and ask some questions about your journey to getting to that 60 employee mark. Uh, so what's your why? Yeah, um, great question and great thing for, I think, anybody to be thinking about. Why do you do what you do? What drives you every day? And for me, William, um, if, if we're, we're focusing on business here, to, for me, business is about relationships. If you're going to be build any kind of successful business, you're going to be always looking to solve problems for people. And because we're in a sales, in, in the mortgage industry, we're in a sales environment and we're, we're, we're looking to serve clients. We're looking to serve uh, people that are looking to buy homes, serve our realtors, our referral partners, and so on and so forth. Uh, it's, it really just comes down to serving people and building relationships with people. Why I do what I do is because I want to impact people's lives as best I can. I want to serve people, and I want to help people grow as I grow, as I learn things about myself, about business, um, about human interaction, I want to share that with people and hopefully can help them as I progress, if I progress in a positive manner, that I can share that positivity with other folks. And if I fail and learn something, that I can share that with folks uh, so that they're always looking to get better as I'm trying to get better, however we want to define what better is. It's not about trying to make more money. It's not about trying to do more loans. It's about trying to constantly improve in, in a way that, we're, that I'm serving people. It's what we do specifically in the industry and as a, as a leader of people, as a grower of, um, of business, it's what I try to do uh, for those folks who choose to work for me. So let me, I want to make sure I summarize this correctly because you, you had a couple different words that you used when explaining your why. Um, one of them was progress. Um, one of them was, was growth and the other was impact. Mm -hmm. um, so 
<clears throat> doubling back. So the, the you want to have an impact, um, but that impact, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like that impact you want to be positive in nature and you want that impact to help other people grow um, into being someone better. Is that a, is that a day-to-day -day thing, better every day, or is it better with every interaction? Um, kind of help me understand that a little more. Well, when I say better, I'm trying, I'm, I guess better is a subjective term in trying to improve, right? What, what are we trying to improve towards? Some people want to improve their ability to do sales. Some people want to make more money. Some people want to be better parents, better, better husbands and, or wives. My, uh, my, the, the tag that a lot of the folks that work for me, you know, call me Uncle Bob. And I, I, I tend to do a lot of, of counseling with people, not like I'm sitting down and counseling with you, but we end up talking about a lot more things than just how to go do loans. Uh, I've got four adult children. I've got four grandchildren. I have a bunch of people who work for me that, you know, they have kids that are, that are you know, much younger than my kids. And, and they, we talk about how to be a better parent. We talk about how to be a better spouse. We talk about how to be a better coworker. We talk about how to be just a better person if they come to me with questions, I just try to answer them in a way that I can give them some direction that will help them, uh, you know, improve their lives in, in relative to the questions that they're answering and only to the, to what I have to be able to give. Right? We all have things to give and I'm always looking for ways to improve. I'm looking for other mentors and coaches to help me improve. So really that when I say to make people better. It's not like I have some secret sauce. It's just more about, hey, I've done this. This is what's worked. Here's something for you to consider. Man, I think that's um, really impactful for me too, because I think we all like to think that um, we bring something to the table, uh, but every one of our experiences is different, right? So we may, we may experience the same thing together, but our takeaways will be different. And those, those varying takeaways, the more people you have in your life with those different takeaways from you and those different perspectives than you, the more, the more you will grow, um, the more you will be better as the days progress. But you said something that's pretty cool that, I, um, I, that resonated with me, which is that you're, when, when they come to you with something if it's if it's a, one of your children or if it's an employee, um, that it sounds to me like you're reading beyond the question that they're asking you um, and trying to get more into the core of the question to try to address the core of the problem. Uh, does that sound about right? Because I've, I've interacted with you on this level too, and I know you've done that kind of with me. We were like, okay, I hear what you're asking me, and it sounds like this, but let's go a little deeper, right? And I, I mean, am I understanding that right? Yeah, and it's not because because we're working. You know, you, you know, you asked me at the beginning how many people work for me, and you, you know, and and I've had people say, "Why would you want to hire this many people?" And it's not about, uh, well, Gia, we want to go do more loans because you know, as Jake says, loans are what we do; they're not who we are. I, I want to grow so that I can have more employees, so that I have an opportunity to speak into other people's lives, and and in your listening when you're talking to somebody, just like. You know, the, the people that coach me, I could be going down one route and, you know, Sarah might say, hey, wait a minute, what I'm hearing is this and we're going down a different direction now. I want to always be trying to listen to what, you know, people are saying and try to understand like, wait, what's the root of what we're talking about here? You know, what, what is it, 
relative to what you're challenged by. It could be a loan issue. It could be something relative to specifically our industry, but that can also manifest in a lot of different ways. And it's really about trying to help people get better so that they, they have a better work-life balance, that they feel better about accomplishing their goals, that they're spending more time with their spouses or with their children, that they're, they're making more money because their business has improved and that, that benefits them in some way, shape or form. So it's really kind of more of a holistic view of trying to just help people and dive into where they're really at if I can. And if I have something to say, sometimes I have nothing to say um, because you can only bring what you have right to any given conversation. But it's really what I try to do on a regular basis when I'm interacting with people in my office, when I'm interacting with people, um, you know, that we're, I'm recruiting or whatever. It's about really trying to understand who they are and how I can best benefit them and serve them. Because if you're serving people, there's a, there's a, a principle that I try to live by, which is those who serve lead. And, you know, I, I want to serve people. And in that, I, I want to be able to lead people. And to whatever degree there's fruit from that is, you know, determined by each individual interaction. Yeah. I, and like I said, I've, I've seen this in you. Um, and I've, I've experienced it with you where you've had um, gone deeper than the question that came came up, right? You just said, okay, let's let's go a little bit beyond that. Now, so is this desire to have a a positive impact and and help the people around you? Is this something that you had when you were sixteen? Is this something that changed when you became a father, um, or or is this is this something that's relatively new since you've hired employees? Uh, I would say it's been something that is, you know, it's, it's definitely grown. You know, as you mature, you figure more things out. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to, to build a business. I always wanted to grow something. Uh, and, and until you, it's kind of like, you know, it, for, for those people that are married, you don't really know what it's like to be, uh, you know, selfless until you get, until you're married. And then you don't really understand true selflessness until you have children. And that's not to denigrate anybody who's you know single and or doesn't have children, but you learn different things as you start bringing more people into your lives, right? You know, it's like, well, I have to change. And so, as a business leader um, or a leader of people in the business world, until you have employees, you don't understand what it is to be a, a boss, right? Whatever that word means. Uh, so it it for me, it was always about you know I got married relatively young. We had children relatively young. That starts changing and impacting you. And from a business standpoint, I wanted to, um, you know, grow something. And then you start hiring people, and you learn what you're good at and what you're not good at. And you fail in some ways and say, "Well, gee, I'm never going to do that again. I have a never again list. You know, things I just will never do again." Uh, so it's it's it is morphed, but it's been in me for a long time. I'm a Christian. I I read the Bible. I I, I try to take biblical principles and apply them in an everyday world uh, without trying to preach at people or things like that. But I, I believe in, in, you know, I believe that people are messy and challenging and yet that's who we are and we have each other to work and grow and, and build with in family and community and business and a nation and however you want to, you know, look at it. And that, so it's been with me for a long time and it, but it's definitely, morphed over time 
I think that um, the the way that the growth that you've realized over the last five, six, seven years is is a result of that that servant leadership, right? I think that one one important message that I'd like to get out of all of this to anyone who's watching is um, that that success doesn't happen in a vacuum. Number yeah. one, that you can't you can't isolate yourself and expect to have success, and that. Um, success doesn't have to be ego-driven or ego-based, and it doesn't have to be all about you when it comes to you realizing success. And again, so the ego and the vacuum, those are things that we, we've seen um, within Hollywood and in other places that, that that type of thing may or may not work, but um, that example that you've set of servant leadership, um, that trajectory, I mean, you went from... Uh, what five six years ago having single digit employees to now having 60 um went from five or six years ago uh not not writing very many loans to now being top five in the company um and i think that that, that all of that i think happens specifically because of that servant leadership um i just i had to say that i know it's outside of the why but it's, it's exemplary in that sense that that what you've done is is set an example for how i think that it should happen and how I'd like to see myself following that, that trajectory. So when you finish at the end of the day, um, how do you know at the end of the day, when you rest your head on the pillow, that, that you can take that sigh of relief and feel like, okay, today I did it. Today I, my why has been fulfilled. Well, thank you for your kind words. That, that was nice of you. Um, you know, that's a tough question to answer specifically because I don't really think of it in that term. I, I, I think of it as this is the trajectory that my life is on. I know I wake up every day incredibly jacked up to go to work, to be with the people who uh, work with me. Uh, I, I wake up every day, you know, saying, gosh, here, here are the goals that I, that I want to attain. I, I was in my production manager's office earlier today saying, hey, you know, if for us to go where we want to go to, we're going to have to hire X more people and we have to become better at the identification of who we're hiring. We're going to be taking risks with people. We're going to be challenged by this, all this stuff, right? It's, and it's, it's not about, oh, well, I want to get to 50% more volume because I want to make more money. It's about, we have an opportunity to impact, you know, dozens more people's lives and i just i just think that's really cool uh, it's all right let's like, pause there then so let's carry it to the the end of your days right when you when you think about having lived a, a fulfilled life and if at some point you're at a point where you're looking back um with that that stoic mentality of okay i've i've, I've lived a life according to the principles and values that i believe in um, how, how would you know at that point, either when you're sunsetting in the business, uh, or when you've reached the end of your days that, that you can look back and definitively feel that this impact has been realized? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I guess the best way that I could answer that, William is saying, I try to get that validation every day, you know, whether it's with my wife, whether it's with my children, whether it's with my coworkers, I mean, I'm constantly pressing for that. Am I, you know, I'm looking for that. Am I seeing improvement in people? Am I seeing people take new risks and new challenges? Am I, am I seeing people fail and then helping them 
overcome that failure through my own failure and what I've learned. So instead, I'm not, the way that you ask the question almost makes it sound like, okay, well, again, to use your phrase, in a vacuum, I've lived X number of years. And now at this moment, I'm going to look back. I try to look back every day or even every moment and go, you know what? I think I'm doing, I think I'm winning here. Or yeah, Got I did it. a terrible job with this right here. I, uh, I need to be better at this because I didn't impact this person's life. Hey, this person isn't succeeding in the way that I had defined success for them relative as a boss, right? We define success. We put limits around people. It's not like people's lives or their degree of success is defined by Bob Rankin. But as the leader, I'm, it's like, well, wait, if we're not doing this, I have to change. And then when you see people change, I have satisfaction at that moment going, all right, we did something, right? You know, I mean, you, you talk about the end of days and, you know, I would, I, would, I, I can't imagine there's going to be a whole people, a whole bunch of people sitting around my, my bed if I happen to be in a bed before I go. But, you know, my, hopefully it's my family that's there. But from a business standpoint, it just, I try to see it every day. No, and I like where you, you hit on something that I think is, is indicative of you being a leader, right? Where you're, it's not at the end of the day or at the end of the days, it's literally in the moment while you are witnessing the impact that you're having take place. While you're seeing it in that moment, you're able to say, okay, this is it, right? This was a successful interaction where I've had impact and continue to do that as the day progresses. Am I, did I understand that right? Does that sound right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, accumulate too much for the end and say like, okay, well, I better have a big pile of kudos at the end. I look for kudos every day, you know, and, and, and try to have wins every day because, you know, you're, you're looking to what, whatever, whatever you've defined as your why and everybody has something different. I would, I, in Bob Rankin's world, I just try to validate that on a daily basis. It's, it's, it's what gets me up in the morning. So as I've gone through today and I've had some positive interactions today with a number of people, I, I don't, I don't know that I'll necessarily think about that when I lay my head on the pillow, but I, but I, I, I do have a sense of like, Hey, you know what? We're winning. And that's a good thing in tomorrow. If I don't have that sense that maybe we won today, but tomorrow's a new day. And so it's not going to stop me from getting out of bed going, woe is me. Cause that doesn't, that vernacular doesn't exist in Bob Rankin's world. It's like, Nope, let's go. We, we've got somewhere to go. So we need to be better tomorrow. And that level of self-evaluation for me allows me, I guess, to say to be in the moment and enjoy those moments when they come. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. You're one of the first that I've talked to um, about the why that has been in the moment in their review of the success of the why. Um, quite a few people have an end of the day routine that they go through before they go to bed, or they have a planner or a journal or, or a gratitude thing. And I think it's your, your, your perspective is, is pretty cool in the sense that yes, at the end of the day, you can, you can sleep easy understanding that you've, you've done your best and you've tried uh, but in those literal moments, you're able to check mark off that gratitude journal right then and there while you're working on it. Um, how cool. So now, um, any final thoughts before we finish up? No, I just, I appreciate you, you know, asking me uh, to be a part of this just because I think anybody who's listening to this, you should always be asking, why do I do what I do? You know, why, why do I go to work every day? What are the reasons why I am trying to accomplish whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish? I think those are great questions. I think that being self-introspective is positive without dwelling on negativity. I mean, I'm a big believer in you know, thinking about yourself positively. And, and at the same time, 
you know, when you wake up in the morning and you're looking in the mirror, you should always be thinking about how can I be better? Yesterday was a win, but how can I be better today? That's the humility first that we try to, you know, exemplify as best we can, even though we're, you know, <laughs> we're still human beings and when, you know, we're messy and we screw up, right? And, and when you screw up, you have to give yourself grace for the fact that you screwed up and give other people grace. So ask the question, think about it, dwell on it, and then go implement it. And if it's not working exactly the way that you wanted to work the first one, two, 10 times, that's okay. Keep tweaking. Don't ever stop. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's, I mean, it falls right in line with my own principles of, of reading Seneca and Marcus Aurelius and these, these, yeah. these guys who just believe in being a person of virtue um, and believe that, that their one tenant is just to get better every single day. Right. And um, you hit on something that I'm a big fan of Andy Andrews. He, he says, uh, you know, the words that you speak to yourself are important and you have to be careful of how you talk to yourself in your own mind. Um, and you kind of hit on that too, two really big things from my, my own personal development that I've studied. Uh, my friend, uh, thank you. I know getting our schedules together to, to try to make this time happen was a little bit of a challenge. Um, I, I really appreciate your family. Um, big fans of, of your, your kids, big fans of the way that you built your business. Um, and I can't wait to see what 2020 has in store for you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, William. I, I appreciate you doing this and I appreciate our friendship and all that you're doing. You're an inspiration to, uh, to a lot of people, including myself. And, you know, so I just, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Cheers, my friend. We'll talk soon.